0: Hello, rejects. I'm Brent. I'm Dave. Welcome to Rejected Central, a podcast that tries to
1: elevate the rejection
0: experience. There's a fair chance that you have strong feelings about today's subject.
1: I like those odds, Brent. They've (laughs) inspired perhaps more F-bomb-filled band tweets than any rock and roll act in history. Here's one. F them. I effing hate them. I hope they all die. Uh, And
0: they've also generated quite the amount of dark humor as well. Here's another one. Quote, was driving down the street and a band name song came on i had an aneurysm and violently pooped myself at the same time and my dog died End quote
1: wow and in australia when a public figure admitted liking them the response was one of shock disbelief and dismay this is a ban that can disrupt national politics people said of them liking blank is political suicide who are we talking about they're everywhere
0: You've heard their music. And statistically speaking, though you might not admit it in public or online, you probably like them. Mm. Statistically speaking, you probably really Really like like them. them. Today on Rejected Central, we're going to talk about one of the strangest rejections in the music industry, the rejection of the Canadian mega band Nickelback. Nickelback. Uh-huh. <laughs> Though they formed in 1995, it wasn't until 2002 that they got famous because of basically one song. And you can sing it with
1: me, Dave. Ready? Ready? This This is how you remind me of what I really am.
0: Yep, that's the one. It was and is. If you have a look at Dave's phone, you will see that it is still a massive hit for him. (laughs) Uh, Billboard number one in the U.S., chart-topping a whole whack load of other countries. It uh, catapulted the band into superstardom, stratospheric.
1: (sighs) Absolutely, and it's not hard to understand why. How You Remind Me was the number one most played song on the u.s airways in the 2000s played get this brent 1.2 million times from its release in 2001 to the end of 2009
0: well and that doesn't even include the songs and the albums and the tours and the tv the the online webisms that happened afterwards um huge massive so why all the hate or as we like to say here why all the rejection? rejection Joining us to sort all of this out is broadcaster and writer Jamie Tennant. You need to know first that there's not a lot that Jamie Tennant doesn't do. He's the program director at CFMU, McMaster University's radio station. He's also a novelist and literary aficionado and uh, all-around nice guy. And best of all, maybe, he, uh, he bikes to work and passes my house on a fairly regular basis. Uh, and the man can write. His first novel, The Captain of Canoel Hill, this is Max Kerman from the Arkells, says, In the spirit of Nick Hornby, Jamie Tennant tells a funny, fast-moving tale of a resilient and often idiotic man working through his life problems. The book is very fun and has a lot of heart. I particularly can relate to the idiotic man working through life problems on that one. Uh, and his most recent Are work it, Yeah, right? <laughs> his most recent work is River Diverted, as described as a masterful. Performance by Mark Sampson, the author of Sad Peninsula. Jamie Tennant, welcome to Rejected Central.
2: Wow. I feel the opposite of rejected right now after hearing that bio. It's uh thank you very much for that introduction.
0: Well, essentially we're doing this whole show so that Dave and I don't feel as rejected. You know, yeah. it's basically therapy for us. So welcome and That's thank there. you for being here and helping us to uh deal with some of this stuff but today we're going to be talking about as you know Nickelback we're going to be talking about the rejection of Nickelback and while I was setting up the show it was kind of I was thinking the rejection of Nickelback by the music industry but I'm not sure that's as much the case as rejection by the public so I think we're going to try and sort this out so Jamie, I'm going to put you on the spot. I'm going to try not to do that too often, but I'm going to put you on the spot right at the beginning and tell me a little bit about, I guess, your own relationship to this thing we call Nickelback. Oh, Nickelback. Nickelback. 1998,
2: Hannah, Alberta. Um, wow. Very wow. specific. Silver <laughs> Side <laughs> Up. I'm in radio, so I got these facts at my fingertips, right? Uh, the uh, Silver Side Up was the big one, the big album, with their big first hit, How You Rem- uh, How You Remind Me would have been like 2002, I think. Um, And that's when I would have first heard them. I I wanna, I'm gonna actually, I'm gonna- Sing for us, you're gonna sing for us. (laughs) Well, I could, but I don't think anyone wants that right now. I'm gonna tell you though, I'm gonna take issue with your statement. okay? Because I don't think either the music industry or the public have rejected Nickelback. Because, I mean, How You Remind Me was the biggest rock song of that decade. Uh, That's wild to me when you think about it they are enormously popular still even though they don't really have the same kind of radio clout and i would say haven't since like mm, rock star era which uh, that song i just can't i can't I hate that song so bad it's tough it's painful yep. but um but i like photograph we'll get into it but anyway i i think that um when i first heard them the problem for me is that I had delved into, I guess, more underground, alternative, quote unquote challenging music by then, just because I'd already been through simple, straightforward post grunge, three chord angsty sounding stuff, <laughs> i
0: right? jumping like, ahead to no. like three questions from now. I was going to try and get us to define their genre. I know that there's <laughs> <laughs> so post-poppy, you know, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like I've been there. I, I felt like they were doing, I felt
2: like what they were doing was just um, they just went back and studied. And Kroger has said he even did this. He was always trying to dissect popular songs and say, why was this popular? And, uh, but I felt, I feel like I felt that and I felt like, you know, there's nothing new here to interest me. So when the songs with that band are really good, like when the the melodies are good, which I would say again, I like photograph, I like how you remind me uh, then I'm in, but the rest of it is just so rote. And it's like, you know, grunge was long gone by 2002 and then they came along so now in 2023 i I got i have very little time for it you
0: know well same here i mean i can remember when the song came out i was living in korea and i loved it and i still do to be honest i Mm -hmm. it's you know looking at the quote unquote hate and rejection that the band gets online um I think I agree with you. It's not so much about what they did first. I don't know that there's many people who can actually say that this is how you remind me. Isn't it huge? And, you know, I even don't think it's a bad song musically. Um, Maybe the hate and the rejection that people sort of focus on deals with, as you say, the later music that gets more rote and less into the art of it. I never really minded that so much. I'm not so deep into the music scene that... I look at any given band and say, right, this, this is their 31st song. And I expect this song to have a new level of artistry. I'm I've never really Mm -hmm. been into that. So for me looking at the quote unquote greatest hits of a band like Nickelback or any other is, is pretty much okay for me, but I did, you know, in preparing for the show, there's a lot of people who dig a lot deeper, who have some pretty strong feelings about this. eh? Mm -hmm.
1: And they had an album before that, before they got really big. I used to hear it on, um, back when CFNY was CFNY, but they actually had a pretty decent album before that came out. And I remember thinking when How You Remind Me came out, I was actually pretty happy for them because it wasn't a bad, their, their, their effort before that wasn't particularly bad. And I thought, Oh, well done. You know, uh, you know, the, the Canadian guys have, uh, you know, they've hit it big around the world. I was pretty proud of it, but you know, um. That song was everywhere. That's all I remember. I think it was, was it summer of 2001 or summer of 2002? That song was literally on every station. It didn't matter. Didn't matter what.
0: Yeah, huge. Huge. Yeah. Just massive. And it still, I mean, it still is. I mean, it, and I, you know, in getting ready for the show, I listened to it again in a few times. Um, actually, I was trying to also instantly recall without going to Dr. Google and to try and figure out, okay, what are the other songs by Nickelback? And of course, I remember Rockstar. Uh, I remembered him you know, them redoing Elton John's Saturday Nights Alright for Fighting wow, and, that's a good and, one. and then there's the hero song when when Kruger was doing his solo thing. But I couldn't remember very many at all until this tune popped into my head and I started humming it along. I was like, oh yeah, it was such a good it was another really great song. And then I realized I was humming Creed's one. <laughs> <laughs> and I and well, that's, I, that's I think the same kind something, of
2: right? right? Creed is one of those bands that came along after grunge but we're doing grunge and both bands I mean Creed has definitely been rejected now Mm -hmm. for sure I don't even I'm pretty sure they're not even together but I could be wrong but I just feel like both of them have a the people who do reject them you know they're the band who everybody hates yet they're also the biggest band selling Mm -hmm. (laughs) of the decade yeah you know it's like okay so somebody's lying when they say they hate them but there is this mass rejection on that level but both those bands share like a a real self-seriousness even when they're trying to be like jokey and self-deprecating I well know you look at the like, rock
0: star song as an example of that right where they're singing about getting into the business to become rock stars mm. which is
2: well they're being funny but it yeah. felt like that's what they were being accused of. So they decided to try to make a joke of it, which felt calculated, you know? And it's like, oh, come on guys, I don't know.
0: Well, and they're certainly aware of their image, right? I mean, in, in, in yeah. more recent years when people have, maybe we, maybe the, this more of a recent thing, we could talk about the rejection or the hate that gets directed to them, but you look at the responses online, you know, when when, when they tweet something, for example, or when somebody else tweets something back about them, they're really aware and they they know what's going on and their responses. They're definitely, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They're definitely curating a kind of response, right? They're poking fun at themselves, uh, recognizing that people are poking fun at them too, you know?
1: Yeah. can't go wrong yeah. with self-parody, I guess. Like self-actualization, it worked for William Shatner, right? Once he, you know, he had his little... Um reputation for being a terrible actor but once he fed into that he became insanely popular and i think that's what nickelback have done as well you know there's just like well we're gonna get criticized no matter how good our music is let's just let's just roll with it and i'm sure their bank accounts and their and their uh, millions of real fans don't really don't yeah. really discern wow. right i mean how many
0: how many sales for just that one song oh gosh did Can you imagine did you, you did you have a stat for that or was that the first album that you had dave that the was, album that you, you were talking about
1: how many how many millions oh it's um it was played in the deck in the 2000s it was played 1.2 million times in u.s radio
0: well that was before itunes that was before itunes so yeah. they weren't just getting micro cents on the penny right yeah. was- and they <laughs> were
1: and at one time i believe it was i think it's i think it's gone on to become the most played song in in radio hist in american radio history now whoa that tells it could you be. something it of, the,
2: of the decade it was in for sure, but for yeah, sure. it could yeah. still be, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. No, that first album, well that album, the first big album with that song on it sold almost like 200,000 copies out of the gate, like in the first week.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have to confess, Stuff. I've never listened to the whole album. Same. Yeah. So I, I, you know, I just knew what was playing on the radio. So, all right, Jamie on the spot again. Have you listened to the whole album? The first one? Well, the first big uh, one. I don't, I don't think so. No. No, I don't
2: okay. think so. I've, I've listened to bits of it. I, I, I put on their first EP, which wasn't very good. I didn't think. It didn't, even the songwriting wasn't there yet, but it was their first. So, whatever. Well, yeah, they're not, sure. They're I, not
0: trying really hard to be super profound. I mean, I think, you know, this is how you remind me, might be, in terms of the songs that I've been exposed to, might be one of the more songwritery uh-huh. selections. The rest of mm-hmm. them, again, and it goes back to how you define their music, like, yes, post-grunge, pop rock, uh, bubblegum metal, you know, to, <laughs> to, right? I mean, how do you do it? How mainstream. do you do it? And I would say the lyrics reflect that too. And and one of the criticisms that I, that I encountered this week was people responding to their changing of their musical style. Um, their guitar kind of always sounds the same to me, but, you know, mm-hmm. they would change to whatever version of again, whatever the definition is, the pop, rock, post-grunge flavor of the month, they would write a song and put it on the album and then just reflect what was going on rather than pushing in new directions. Um, again, mm-hmm. I, I I can hear it now, you know, Yeah, everything being crystal clear in retrospect. I One think... of the
2: biggest criticisms, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but That's okay. oh, oh, it was also no, their cut lyrics. Cut us off,
0: too. please.
2: <laughs> their lyrics tend towards like, Kind of dumb, often misogynistic. What what was the, the one line the song starts with the line, I like your pants around your knees or something like that? Oh, I yeah. oh my goodness, yeah. I've forgotten about that. One. Like yeah, thanks for the reminder.
1: Figured you out. I think it's called Figured You Out. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: That might be it. Yeah. But you know, they they kind of have a douchey vibe already with the goatees and the you know, and and then they have lyrics like that too. It may again for certain types of people that makes them an easy target to reject.
1: That's a that's a sort of an 80s sensitivity song too, right? Done in the two uh, thousands, which doesn't necessarily fly, right? Because it yeah. was all about you know, you know, let's call it cock rock or whatever you want to call it, like hair metal. That's it, it's a lot like that. It was a lot like that party band, you know. And with, a lot
0: of it doesn't age well,
1: and it, and it didn't then, right? And still and it doesn't didn't then, and it wouldn't, it yeah. would never, it would never fly today. But yeah, I, I can see why I can see why you would I can see why anybody would be like turned off by hearing that first yeah you write that first line it's like
0: yeah <laughs> they better be trying to be ironic you know <laughs> right yeah. which they weren't no 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 I, I i have to be i have to say i am impressed with how they've been responding to the response the people sort of criticizing their music right like criticizing i mean take your pick of, of how that criticism works but they're just they're just totally having fun with it you know Uh, The Black Keys, is it the guitarist said, you know, insulting in the middle of an insulting comment offhandedly in an insulting way. He thought the biggest band in the world, you know, when you when the biggest band in the world is crap. And of course, this is a safe for work podcast, so I'm summarizing the language there. But, you know, Nickelback (laughs) coming right back and saying, wow, yes, thanks for calling us the biggest band in the world.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing. They always (laughs) I mean, that's why the rejection thing is funny because so many people loathe this band. But the truth is that if if they can let that roll off their backs, they have never any reason to feel rejected because they have millions of fans and and have been the biggest band in the world. I don't think they are now, but they certainly have been.
0: No, I mean, I think the title belongs pretty firmly to Taylor Swift right now. Ooh, hot take. (laughs) Are we, well, I guess it depends if we want to say band or or performer or.
1: True. Yeah. Oasis will be always one of the hated bands, I feel, but.
0: Well, we'll have to do a show on the rejection. I guess it would have to be the anti-rejection of Taylor Swift because that's. uh, (laughs) uh, Could that be a minefield (laughs) show? (laughs) Oof. Yeah. Get the Swifties.
2: Dave, you said Oasis. Did you just say Oasis? Yeah. Did you hear
0: that? I feel like people like the music. They just really hated the brothers. Oh, and the, the brothers. and the drama, right? I mean, I was yeah. in Australia in 95 when Wonderwall, like that was just, it just blew up while I was traveling through Australia in 1995, thus admitting my age. Of, of course okay. but you know, <laughs> it, it 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 was just it was massive and we loved it we we could not hear it enough yep. and and to this day I actually really love that song it's one of the few songs that I can hear now and not instantly cringe because I it's quite a good song and their music uh-huh. I I really really enjoyed but you know in parallel with the whole Gallagher drama going on yep. you know and I don't think Nickelback has any of that kind of drama do they i don't really i think it's not something i, I, I looked I don't into think so. i think that chad kroger marrying avril levine oh, there oh, we was, go that's yeah. right i was gonna say they're canadian so maybe just too polite to get into everybody the really hated that nitty-gritty but that's right they were married for what yeah. two years three years two minutes yeah
1: <laughs> 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 but i wonder if uh i wonder if nickelback can just roll with it because they're you know very rich and rocketing through their middle age like the rest of us and are just they, they know who they are and that's what it is. Right. Like I could, I could probably see a lot of them being in therapy while they were younger. Just, you know, this un what do I, unrealistic hate, not unrealistic. What's the word i went looking for? I don't know. Unsolicited. Okay. You know, all this unsolicited criticism, like they're a rock band, right? Like why, why us and not, why not? Uh, who were we talking about the other day? Brent, uh, Foo Fighters, you know? Right, they've got a similar formula, A C D C. have a similar formula. A D.DC's been playing the same song for 40 years now, and there's no hate there. <laughs>
0: That's true, right. And you know, lyrically, musically groundbreaking, but at what point does the ground get I don't know, I'm going to butcher a metaphor there. But, <laughs> we <can> know, <laughs> well, as much as we love she was a fast machine, she kept my motor clean. Mm-hmm. you know, how many times we can hear that, and just you know our head starts we're, we're bobbing. still doing it. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Experiment. Well, you know, I think those who don't like those people who do not like a Nickelback, and there's a lot of them. I think there's a couple of re- there's a few reasons. One is that they just kind of seem a little misogynist and douchey. Um, they were making music past its, you know, sell by date. And in a very clinical, how do we make hit songs kind of way. It does feel like He should yeah. never have admitted to that in public, but he did. Yeah. And I feel like anything that's popular, there's going to be a total like reaction against it, right? Like you could talk about the rejection of the Backstreet Boys, except for the fact that of course they were huge. Yep. It was just, you know, they're the kind of band that I think was just polarizing. Like I feel like Nickelback, were like the most hated band in the world because they were the most popular band in the world. Like it was a polarization. There was very few people who went, yeah, they're all right. I've got an album and uh, I put it on occasionally, but I'm not really a fan. It seemed like you either love them or you loathe them. You know? Yeah.
0: That's that polarization thing. I think it's becoming a little more prevalent these days. Yeah. With with, <laughs> yeah. with, 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 with a number of issues. Call me crazy. No. All right. So speaking of polarization, Here is uh, just a quote, uh, you know, in terms of people, how harshly they can respond. This is from Medium. So, quote, at this point, saying you like Nickelback is no better than saying Hitler wasn't that bad (laughs) in terms of getting a negative reaction out of people. It's not even that people react poorly to Nickelback. It's that it's widely believed that liking Nickelback, and this is the part that I think we should talk about the level to which people respond. It's that it's widely believed, I'm quoting again, that liking Nickelback invalidates someone's taste in music and is often seen as a blemish on one's personality. Wow. Yeah. I mean, you can really put that into two, but you know, like we've already kind of talked about the taste in music, but this kind of ratchets it up to talking about what kind of person. Yeah. Someone who. Well, at least mm-hmm. someone who admits oh. to liking Nickelback, maybe not even someone Yeah. Else.
1: So you're subhuman.
0: Yeah. Blemish to the personality too. Is it possible for a band or one's response to a band really to take that? Like, can could we, could we criticize somebody based on that? That's hard for me to, it was hard for me to read. Yeah.
2: I feel like I used to do that when I was younger and arrogant and stupid. And the main character (laughs) of my first novel certainly would do that in a heartbeat. Dennis Duckworth would be like, Nickelback, get out of my life. Um, But yeah, it's, it's a little harsh, but there's an element of it. Like, you know, you roll your eyes, that guy likes Nickelback.
1: That's true. I was that guy once too. For real. You know, I would often... Yeah, because the guy who liked Nickelback or the guy who responded to people who liked Nickelback? The, I would be the person who responded to someone and say, yeah, you know, How You Remind Me is a great song. I'd be like, you like what now? Like, you have no taste in anything. Are you tone deaf? I used to be that guy because, you know, I didn't mind joining in on the punchline, right? Yeah. But the reality is, you know, I've got it, I've had it in my phone for like 15 years now. Hmm. So, but I, I do, it's in my
0: phone right now. Um, I think we, it would be a fun exercise to go through the music that at various points in our life we you know kind of scowl at a little bit right mm-hmm. <laughs> or yeah. dismissed when people liked it i i i can think of like i'll 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 admit that i'm a taylor swift fan now nice you know as a writer who puts a few words together i may have been i may be known for putting a few words together every now and again i really like i i like how she writes her songs mm-hmm. i genuinely uh-huh. do and that song and that the music itself is is catchy and some of it's actually quite good but i i can recall a time when if someone had said are you a taylor swift fan you know and she's what when when, when did she really blow up like 15 years now yeah 10 it's years? been a while oh, at least yeah so say yeah. 10 years ago i would have been like pff, pff, yeah no way but that was completely without knowing her work at all even then she was still she was already showing her chops in terms of songwriting mm-hmm. or pink or pink. Yeah. Pink, Same. I don't know. Who else mm-hmm. can you think of with that kind of knee jerk reaction? It could be me as a guy too, but uh, that rejection of something, not just because of what it has achieved or hasn't achieved, but just out of hand.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Without thinking critically about it either, or even trying out mm-hmm. music. You know, honestly, I, I don't know if I can tell you, I, I think I've heard one Taylor Swift song in my life. And it was fine, but like, I used to be a hater just because it's popular, right? Like just sometimes, sometimes people want to belong and they want to be a part of the punchline, right? Well, true. Yeah. Yeah. But consider this your intervention. Sorry, Jay. That's,
2: that's that's Nickelback right there. David's right. Like, because it's popular and that's where people go. If you don't like them, well, then they become your, you get to say, I'm smarter than the mainstream. I know better music than the mainstream. Now, this popular band who look a little douchey and do stuff that's nothing new. Well, they're a great place for me to <laughs> show all of my brilliance and musical savvy by sling. If you like them, you're an idiot. Yeah. I like better stuff. Uh, a lot of people do that, right? Yeah. Especially when you're younger.
1: My my when punk principles yeah. my punk principles wouldn't allow me to like Taylor Swift, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> bunch of sellouts, right? <laughs> Uh, yeah the
0: there's something about the sheer range of ages for a particular act that will sort of i think show that there may be that may give uh i guess give truth to the lie about that Mm. like for taylor Uh swift for example she has like i mean every age range you know you, you go before any given concert and any it's just everybody yep I mean, predominantly women, Yeah, you know, but it, but it's but it's the Swifties that are six years old all the way to the Swifties that are in their 80s, you know? And that really does kind of say, well, there's some people who are not just... This, how can you dismiss something completely out of hand when so many different... I'm um, lost for words here. So many different representations from different demographics like him, mm-hmm. right? Like, that has to say something. Mm-hmm.
2: yeah.
1: It's a very vocal yeah. minority, I guess. What? Nowadays? No, no. Like Never. when we're talking about... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. The vocal no, minority having the vocal day? minority. Because no. yeah. I, I guess half the world loves Nickelback because they sell 50 million albums. And I guess the other half is vocal that they don't.
0: Well, chances yeah. are you really like Nickelback. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. I, regardless of the and, swearing you see on Twitter or Reddit.
1: And I was that guy until <laughs> I realized I had a few Nickelback songs on my phone. Right? So...
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, let me tell you, if you guys want to hear a really intense reaction to why do you think people don't like Nickelback, if you're on TikTok or if you can find it on YouTube, I'm not sure where it lives, but George Strombopoulos, <laughs> who I do not think is an enormous Nickelback fan, defended these guys with so much vitriol against the haters. Because he's more, he I think he I think he dislikes the haters more than he likes the band. If that Alan makes Cross sense.
0: also did a thing online as oh, well. I think he may have done an oh, episode. Did he? Yeah, I think so. I think he did very similar. He at least tried to present that balanced saying. Hold on, let's let's actually look at what's been achieved. You know, what 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 has been done? what is loved? Not only what yeah. is sold, but but like this, this is more than just something that you can direct hate sort of arbitrarily at for sure. I think that's good. This has been absolutely fantastic. Thanks, Jamie, for being here. Um, I I think we had some fun and explored some new ground. Dare we say it? (laughs) Yeah, it was fun, man. Thanks for inviting me along.
1: Oh, it's our pleasure. Yeah, thank you. Thanks again to Jamie Tennant. Make sure to check out his work at www.jamietennant.ca and on the Google machine.
0: (laughs) Material for today's show was sourced from all over the interwebs, from questionable social media memes all the way to the hallowed pages of Medium and The New Yorker. (laughs) Can you think of any other bands or acts that have achieved the sort of reputation notoriety that Nickelback has? If so, send us a note through social media or email us at rejectedcentral8 at gmail.com. And don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening, Rejects. See you next time.